Happy Tuesday, guys. Welcome back to the show. And if you are new to the show, I am so glad that you are here. Today, we are going to be talking about chronic inflammation at the root of autoimmune disease. How inflammation can be the root cause of our autoimmune disease. And we're going to talk about four ways that we can naturally reduce the inflammation in our bodies. But before we get started, last week, I had Dr. Todd Frisch from the Shape Reclaimed Nutrition and Lifestyle Modification Program on the show. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go on back to episode 17 because I really think you will enjoy that. And he's just such a wealth of information, just such a great godly man. So go back to that and listen. And if the Shape Reclaimed program sounds like something that you are interested in, sounds like it's right up your alley, something that you would definitely like to go for, then the link will be in the show notes. You can reach out to me and we can see if that would be a good fit for you and for the lifestyle changes that you are looking for. And it's such a great program for targeting inflammation on a cellular level as well. So you're getting that immune support, but you're also getting that brain support. And it's really in a way that is doable. So reach out to me if that's something that you want to learn more about. And also, if you haven't joined my Facebook group yet, what are you waiting for? Come on over, combating your autoimmunity God's way. I would love to have you there. Okay, so you might want to grab a notebook, grab a pen. You might want to take some notes for today's show. And it's cold outside. Grab a hot cup of coffee or a hot cup of tea. I know I've got my hot tea, my reishi mushroom tea here. And to be completely honest, by the time I'm done recording, my tea is always stone cold. But I love to start out with a nice hot cup of tea because it keeps my hands warm and I'm just such a tea drinker. So grab your mug of whatever you're drinking, your pen, your pad of paper, and let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence, the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Okay, so today we are talking about chronic inflammation, autoimmune disease, and ways that we can naturally reduce the inflammation in our body. So... Just to kick it off, what exactly is autoimmune disease? Because some of you may know that you have it, you may be unsure or suspect that you might have it, but you haven't had an official diagnosis yet, or you just really have heard that term around, but you don't really know what it is. So autoimmune disease, the word autoimmune means immunity against self. So what that looks like is basically our body is identifying some healthy part of the body as a foreign, like a foreign invader. So it begins to attack it so that it can destroy it. And it really has a lot of medical professionals scratching their heads because it's 
it has become so prevalent that there are now over 100 different autoimmune diseases that have been actually identified. And surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, more than 80% of the people affected are, you guessed it, women. Of course, right? Because we get all the fun stuff, don't we? We just get all of the joy of life with the physical symptoms and, and reactions and everything. So it's just the way it is. But I thought that was an interesting statistic that 80% of the people affected are women. And autoimmune disease is greatly on the rise. I mean, it's really growing at an a phenomenal rate. And it was just, what, eight or 10 years ago that there were 80 autoimmune diseases that were identified and now we're at 100. Autoimmune can affect every single biological system in our body. It is actually the number three most common category of disease in the United States. And many other diseases do stem from autoimmune. So this is a really an important distinction that we are able to recognize and understand if we do have an autoimmune disease or if we suspect it, you know, that we don't want to be another statistic. We want to be able to not just manage what's going on, not just manage or mask our symptoms, but we want to really kind of figure out why and what, or if we can't figure out the why, at least we can help with the what part. What do I need to do to recover? What do I need to do to help my body to repair? You know, what are some things that I need to do when I have this? Because often when we get one autoimmune diagnosis, we'll get another one. And so there are three stages I just want to talk about real quick, three stages of autoimmune disease. Stage one is mostly silent. That's where you're not really feeling anything. Your antibodies may have become a little elevated, but the organ that is affected generally shows no signs or symptoms or loss of function or anything. So you're not really noticing that you're having a problem. But stage two, it amps up a little bit. It's it's known as autoimmune reactivity. And that's where our antibody levels are elevated And then we start to develop some symptoms. They start to present as like mild loss of function, but there's no real severe impairment of the tissue associated with the disease. I mean, that's just not occurring yet at this stage too. Now stage three, that is where most doctors will diagnose it as an autoimmune disease. They will identify that whatever your symptom is, whatever the issue going on is, it's an autoimmune disease. And that's the point where the lab work, imaging, and more detailed studies are able to identify that there is significant loss of function along with those elevated antibodies. And by this time, you were obviously showing significant signs and symptoms of autoimmune. So Conventional medicine usually only addresses autoimmune when it's in its latter stage, often when it's too late. And what I mean by that is is that we can generally only manage the symptoms, and that's when medication is involved. So let me give you an example. Addison's disease. Addison's is usually found after stage three adrenal fatigue, and when 
over 90% of the adrenal function is greatly affected. Last week in episode 16, I talked about adrenal fatigue. I shared my story with it. I talked about Addison's. I talked about the different stages and phases of adrenal fatigue. So if you missed that, be sure to catch that one. But studies have shown that chronic inflammation is really the main consequence of an autoimmune reaction and that more often than not, it is the root cause of just about every health issue. And if you really think about that, it starts to make sense, right? Inflammation affects every single organ, every single body system that we have. Now, inflammation is not necessarily a bad thing. Just like fat isn't necessarily bad, right? There's bad types of fat, good types of fat. So inflammation, it's the body's way of fighting off infection or bacteria, right? But we don't want to overwhelm our immune system with consistently high inflammation. So that's where we need to understand the difference. We need to understand what's going on in our body and so that we can support it better. So there are two types of inflammation. We have chronic or we have acute. Now acute inflammation, it starts quickly and it goes away generally in just a few days. So think about if you drank a lot of alcohol, how you feel the next day. You feel puffy, swollen, dehydrated. Your fingers are tight. Maybe you can't wear your rings that day. Or if you've had an injury to a body part, you get that pain, that redness, that swelling, it feels tender to touch. Those are types of acute inflammation. Often will tend to go away in a few days or a few weeks. But chronic inflammation is a little bit more ongoing and it can even last for years if we don't take care of it. So if we don't address the pain in our joints, the achy limbs, our chronic fatigue, our stomach pains, like if we don't address these issues, if we just chalk it up to, well, that's life, I'm whatever age you are and that's what's going on. It's like me in my 30s. I thought that, okay, well, I'm 35. I guess this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to have constant brain fog. I'm going to constantly, you know, have this this achiness about me, this fatigue and just this lack of energy. I'm just going to kind of feel like this because, hey, I'm in my mid-30s and that's what people were saying, you know. It's always like, oh, when you get older, you know, watch out for these symptoms. And, and you know, we don't want to claim that. We don't want to speak that over ourselves, right? So, we absolutely can get to the root cause. We can focus on the inflammation and we can reduce the inflammation in our bodies. And not to scare anybody, but a lot of people don't realize that the inflammation in our bodies can also greatly affect our brain. That's where we start to have memory and cognition issues. So we want to be really careful because our brain can get inflamed too. And our body, our brain, it's all connected. We can't separate it. It's all connected. So what we do to our body affects our brain. What we do for our brain affects our body. And the foods that we eat and the lifestyle changes that we make greatly affect in either a negative or positive way our brain and our body. So I want to talk about four ways that we can naturally reduce the inflammation in our bodies. So the number one And you may even be thinking this, but the number one is to remove the sugar, the simple carbs, and those processed foods. I could just stop at sugar, but because that's 
that's a huge part of producing inflammation in our bodies. But the simple carbs turn into sugar and the processed foods are really terrible for us. So seriously, replace these foods with whole foods, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, foods containing those omega-3 fatty acids, which is really good for reducing inflammation, also super great for brain support. So foods like fish, flaxseed, walnuts. And walnuts is always my number one go-to just because it's kind of nerdy. But if you ever look at a walnut, it looks like the brain. And so that means that it's one of the best foods for our brain. So my, my brain always goes to walnuts when I'm thinking about how can I support my brain I think about walnuts. So just a side note there. But basically, if the food was created by our creator, eat it. If it was created in a lab, pass it by because it's not truly whole food. So this is going to include those fast foods, which I call Franken foods, right? Because it's not truly real food unless you're getting a salad from there. It also includes the inflammation that we get from pesticides and the toxins in foods. So we wanna be careful that our food source is a little bit cleaner. And we want to begin by aiming for that 80-20 rule. There's no perfection, right? We're just going to take that off the table so that we can reduce some overwhelm. We are going to be aiming for an 80-20 rule of eating. So 80% of our foods are going to be a cleaner source And then we've got the 20% free choice because life happens. And sometimes we have to go through a drive-through or sometimes we have to run into the grocery store, which is my preferred option instead of a drive-through because like I said, there's, it's Frankenfood. There's nothing good in fast food restaurants. Generally, there are some others that are better like Chick-fil-A, but it's still fast food. It's still highly preserved and generally will have pesticides and toxins, but Fortunately, there are some cleaner, more organic options coming out. So that's really nice. Some some restaurants that you could almost put in that fast food category like Chopped, which is a salad place. Um, there are some different options out there. So just aim for that 80-20 rule with eating. Removing the sugar, the simple carbs, and the processed foods. And the sugar-free food options, the sugar-free drink options, those artificial sweeteners, they're not a really great viable option. Stevia is always going to be your better choice if you need that sweetener. There's no calories, there's no chemicals, and it's naturally from a plant. So if it doesn't say stevia, then maybe pass it by and grab something else. The second way we can naturally reduce the inflammation in our body is to reduce the alcohol. I mean, we need to get off the booze. Alcohol was touted as good for us. Do you remember that when they were talking about how good red wine was for us? But I really think that we might have taken that a little too far. Maybe we took it to mean that we could drink it more often. And the fact is, wine is highly inflammatory. Alcohol in general is highly inflammatory. And so we want to reduce the amount that we're drinking. A lot of people are doing a dry January. My husband and I are doing a dry January and we don't even drink that much, but it's just a good force of discipline, disciplining ourselves to commit to not having even a drop of alcohol. So that might be an option for you if I know it's halfway through January, but 
you know, it doesn't have to be just January. Just pick a month. Just do it. Just commit. It's, it's all about discipline and committing to the goal that you set. So if we're going to reduce the alcohol, well, what can we replace that with? Because sometimes we like to have that glass of red wine while we're cooking dinner. Well, we can replace that with my favorite, which is a mug of herbal tea or flavored waters, those seltzer waters. There's some really great ones on the market now. And we want to just really stay adequately hydrated because when we are hydrated adequately, because there is a difference, a lot of us think that we're hydrated and we're actually walking around dehydrated on a cellular level. So when we are adequately hydrated, that keeps flushing out the toxins that keep us inflamed. So that's one of the reasons why I always say water first thing in the morning. As soon as you wake up, you're dehydrated from sleeping all night. And we want to aim for half of our body weight in ounces for the day. Like that's how much water we want to commit to drinking. And if that seems overwhelming, start smaller, right? Start with, if you're not a water drinker generally at all, start with 40 ounces a day. I'm going to commit to 40 ounces a day. And then have these checkpoints throughout your day where you're making sure that you've gotten so many ounces in by a certain time. And work your way up to 64 ounces and then, you know, look at half your body weight in ounces. And fresh lemons are a wonderful way to help flush out. So fresh lemons in your water, if you tend to be prone to kidney stones, for example, lemons are a great way to help flush, keep everything moving. Fresh lemon water and and water in general, but the lemons really give it that extra element of detoxing. Okay, number three, recommit to movement. Shake that booty. Get out there and move your body every single day. Experts recommend that we should be doing 30 minutes of aerobic activity every day with maybe three days a week using those resistance training or weight training, something to that effect where we're building strength. But I want to say here that if you are having joint pain, if you have painful joints, or like I talked about last week with adrenal fatigue, if you are struggling with chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, and you you want to exercise, but it might not be the best option for you right now while you were trying to recover. So yoga would be a better option. Gentle, restorative yoga might be a better option for you. Light walking, no more than 20 minutes of walking if you are struggling with adrenal fatigue. But... If you have those painful joints, I really like those resistance bands. Those are easier and you even can do no weights at all. Like you don't have to use weights if your joints are hurting. So I know I've got this tennis elbow that keeps rearing its ugly head every once in a while. And it's funny because I never had any problem with this elbow until I started doing physical therapy for my shoulder that was misdiagnosed several years ago. I actually had frozen shoulder because of a tear that I had in my bicep, but it it took it took a solid year to get that actually diagnosed. So in the meantime, physical therapy, I ended up getting tennis elbow from the exercises that they were having me do. And I have been battling that flare ever since when I do like a lot of yoga on my arms or if I try to use weights or bands or anything. So 
we just have to find what works for us. We have to do these modalities that work for us. That's why I'm just never a fan of these one-size-fits-all exercise programs. So whatever it is that you can do, I just want you to start at your own pace and I want you to commit to it, okay? We need to recommit to movement and we need to block this out in our calendar and schedule it if we have to and we just need to make it happen and that is going to help with the inflammation in our body it's also really good for our brain it's good for our mood it's just overall it's got overall great benefits by moving our body so try to do that there are some wonderful short videos on youtube that you can go look at and you know the weather's not so great it's winter so if you can't go outside then you know there are some really good videos or just pop some music on and just dance dance around your living room and the fourth way to naturally reduce inflammation in our body is to repair from the inside out we need to give our gut some love 70 percent of our immune system is actually in our gut that's a lot So it is vital that our gut health is strong, you know, that our microbiome, that our gut flora is healthy and strong. And there are some foods that we can eat that will help us with that. We don't have to take a probiotic every day necessarily. Now, some of us might need to, and that's at our discretion, but there are some really good fermented probiotic-rich foods that will give us that healthy bacteria and those strains of bacteria that we need. Like kombucha, you've got kefir, you've got miso, kimchi. My least favorite is sauerkraut. I have childhood nightmares about sauerkraut, so (laughs) I don't eat sauerkraut. But um, the kombucha, miso, kefir, kimchi, pickles, there are some really great pickles out there that are very nicely fermented. I think Bubby's is a really good brand. I think I said that right, but that's a really good brand. What you wanna look for is low in sugar, low in added sugars and preservatives. Ideally, hopefully there's no added sugars and no preservatives, but at least look for the low ones. But again, you know, we're in a good time in our lives where we have access to these healthier options now. We didn't have access to these things 30 years ago in the grocery store unless we did it ourselves. We had to do our canning. We had to do our our own pickling of our vegetables and, you know, to truly get the good quality. And now we've got such great options. So when our lifestyle is just too busy for us to venture on pickling beets, for instance. Oh, that's another good one. Pickled beets. You know, like we, we can purchase that. In the grocery store. Now I do want to say there's a little caveat to some fermented foods here. If you are not used to eating fermented foods, you want to go slow. Trust me on this. You want to start small. So let's say you get a, uh, a jar of kimchi or you get a bottle of kombucha. Let me use the kombucha because that is what destroyed me. So you get a bottle of kombucha. Now, not everybody's like this, okay? But you have to learn your body and you have to know how you you might possibly react. I know people that can drink a whole bottle of kombucha and not have any problems. 
I had to only drink two to four ounces a day. So what can happen is if we're just getting used to eating fermented foods, we can start getting a lot of bloating, a lot of gas. Let me tell you, I can bloat like nobody's business. I mean, (laughs) I can look very quickly like I am five months pregnant and it's all bloating. I have literally watched my stomach bloat. This might be (laughs) too much information here, but it is crazy. Like you can ask my family, it is insane. And I had to learn that sometimes less is more. So, you know, as you're going through your journey of learning about your body and what you can handle and what you can't, maybe some food intolerances, all of that, And again, that's why the journaling is so important because you can keep track. You know, it's just better to go slow, start slowly. We like to go all in and we're going to like, I'm going to be drinking a bottle of kombucha every day. No, your body might not want that. So just be careful. And if those foods are not even sounding good on your radar that I just mentioned, that might be where you might want to consider supplementation with a high quality probiotic. You want it to be a high quality probiotic and you want to have a variety of strains of bacteria in whichever probiotic you choose. Now I do have an online dispensary that you can have access to and I will post that link in the show notes and that's where you can just go on there, you can set up your own account and you can get whatever supplements that you want. Like you have carte blanche, you don't need a doctor's order, like you can just order whatever supplements you want. So if you are not sure where to get your supplements, I definitely don't recommend Amazon. I 100% do not recommend Amazon. And we have to be careful with some in drugstores and some in some grocery stores and places like Walmart and Target because they might not be the best quality. And you really get what you pay for. You don't want to get For example, nature made buy one get one supplements and you're really getting a lot of fillers. So you just want to be careful. So I just wanted to put that out there. That link will be in the show notes. And if you want to jump on there and poke around, you're welcome to. And you also get a discount for purchasing through that link. Okay, so I want to recap and then I want to read this Bible verse that I want to challenge you to read yourself and memorize this week. So four ways to naturally reduce the inflammation in your body. Remove the sugar, simple carbs, and processed foods. Replace it with whole foods and aim for an 80-20 rule. Number two, reduce alcohol and replace it with flavored waters, herbal teas, seltzer waters, water first thing in the morning, and just replace it with hydration, staying adequately hydrated. Number three, recommit to movement. Get out and move every day, minimum 20 minutes, but then add some resistance training three days a week or so. And again, start at your own pace. And number four, repair. Repair from the inside out. Be mindful of your gut health. So the Bible verse that I wanted to read to you comes from 1 Corinthians 6, 12. And I've read this before, but I just thought as I was thinking about this specific topic on how we can reduce the inflammation in our body and those four ways that I just went over, as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, 
this verse is like perfect for each one of these. So 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So I challenge you to read that verse, highlight it, underline it, memorize it, and begin to check in within yourself and find out like, is this something that I should be doing? Is this something that I should be putting into my body as my body is a temple? Consider what actions you are showing the Holy Spirit by what are you putting in your temple? Okay, let me pray over you. Father God, we know it is not your will that we are in a state of sickness. You want us to be well. You want us to be whole in mind, body, and soul. So we ask that you would help us to recommit to caring for ourselves in a way that you would have us do. Help us to check within ourselves each day because when we look within, we see Jesus at the center of all we do. And that is when the true transformation can take place. And God, for those of us that have autoimmunity, help us not to see our autoimmune disease as limiting. God, your word tells us that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus and that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So we are claiming that today and we are holding on to your word and your truth. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's show and be sure and hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes that come out and share this episode with a friend that you're thinking of. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next week, beautiful.